Live from a four-way stop on a one-way street, it's Shenanigans. <laughs> this week we have Ellen with a Y. Hello, everybody. Vinny. I'm not sure how the fuck that works. I was in Buffalo the other day, and there is a four-way stop on a one-way street. Oh, my well, God. Well, you can't turn around and come back the other way, so that one stop sign on the one side is completely useless. <laughs> was it always a one-way street? Yeah. It's been a one-way street for as long as I can remember, even when I worked downtown. And they're new signs, because the signposts are shiny. Oh. <laughs> Rich. It's amazing the things that blow your mind. <laughs> well, they stuck in my head because I figured, oh, that'd be a good one for, a, for an intro. Must be lonely, too. It's too bad he didn't have anything funny happen to you this week. That I can, I can, there's some things happened this week, but I can't. <laughs> yes. Walden. He's, like, he's waving, and I'm Craig. Now that we've got it all the seriousness out of the way, right? Holy cow. Yeah, we were prior, all fired up. Prior to, <laughs> I wouldn't say we were fired up, and nobody was really like uber passionate about anything. We were just having a civil discussion, in all honesty. Right. As Fuck people you. should do. <laughs> oh, now you had to, to fuck talk. it up. <laughs> discourse, my ass. It was plenty civil. I was going to say something, and then I thought that you were going to respond to the Vinny, so I was holding off. What else is there to say? I don't know. How's this uh, blood orange white claw that you're going to try? I'm not going to try shit. You brought it with you. I brought it to get rid of it. Are those all fat tires? Who, who put that in your house? Probably uh, one of the kids. That's from, I think it's from the Easter, Easter hunt, hunt two years year. ago. Two years ago. I'll drink oh, that. Put that in Not my this fridge. past one, the last, the one Drink it now. We're gonna see is it I flat? don't want it now. We're going we're gonna to put it in the fridge because it's white claw. What could possibly go wrong? Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. There you go. I heard about that. Yeah. So that Enrico, whatever his name is, the guy who's ahead of the Proud Boys. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. When he was at the January 6th Capitol thing, he was directing people with a white claw in his vest. I'm like, dude, you're trying to intimidate people. Why do you have a white claw? See, I, I see all these memes where it's, you know, my generation grew up drinking, you know, OE. Zima, man. You know. <laughs> Grew up drinking what old English Mad, Mad Dog, Dog twenty twenty, 2020. St. Yeah. Ides, and your generation drank Crazy white horse. Claws. You know, right. we ain't the same, Crazy right? Right, you horse. know. So, I did read an article this weekend where a I think it was a Gen Z writer wrote an article for Cosmo or something like that. I, I read all that stuff, and they were saying how our generation's parents were basically child abusers. And I'm like, what are you? Uh, so I started reading the article, and their main reason for calling our parents child abusers was because they booted us out of the house at 9 a.m., and we were expected to be out of the house except for dinner until sunset. And like, can you believe they let children walk the neighborhoods by themselves? They weren't the same neighborhoods, even if Ex- you were in the same place. Exactly. Society was different. Yeah. Totally different. Like, you got your ass, you ate breakfast, you were out of the house by nine. Right. And you didn't come home until the streetlight came on. I don't on, think they kicked the anybody out. I think we ran out of the house. Pretty much. There was no kicking us out. We ran out of the house. There were we some days. If Dad didn't have to be to work till three o'clock in the afternoon, we were kicked out of the house. Yeah. See, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. see we weren't. My dad was. <laughs> I mean, what, what up? Wow. I mean, as long as all your chores and shit were done. In the right. summer, that, that was yeah. it. Get out of the house. Like, I, I don't even really think my parents realized how far and where I used to ride my bike. Mm. Right. Like, I would ride my bike to other fucking towns. Like, yeah. I mean, it would just be like an all-day thing. I, I mean, and now you, you can't fucking do that. I remember, we rode our bike to Alcott once. That's a far ride. It is. It's 13 miles, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I went from- So he went from Possum Trot to Muskrat Cove. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Pecan Hill. 
Oh, yeah. The other <laughs> thing they were complaining about was coming home and no parents being home from home, latchkey kids when you come home from school. You know, uh, my mother didn't want me to be a latchkey kid, so she, she stayed home. Dad worked. I don't know. I mean, I think it helped our generation with independence. Yeah. Some, you know, learning how to take care of yourself. I mean, we learn responsibility at a much younger age than what kids are learning now, I think. And I think kids are Agreed. lacking that opportunity. It's not, it's not abuse. It's the opposite of that. That's what I say. And when we would come home, and my, so let's see, my mom was a stay-at-home mom until t- probably I was 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. So by 14 or 15, you should be mature enough to be able to stay at home for an hour. The do- there's an hour difference between when you got home and when your mom and dad got home. Yeah, generally. And most of the time you watch the ABC after school special. Or in my case, you watch General Hospital. Oh, sure. Is that the one with Patch and Kayla? No, Luke and Laura. Oh, oh yeah. Luke and Laura was a big deal. No they were a big deal. No, I don't know. I wouldn't change it for the world, you know? Everybody's so dependent on their parents now, and they, they're afraid to leave the house. They're afraid to go out into the world and do stuff. And not everybody, but, but again, I think growing up on, at my age, everybody's just... We if I hadn't out. gone out of the house as a child, I would have never built forts yeah. or mm-hmm. dams or flooded the golf course <laughs> or... <laughs> I mean, I've done tons. Of, learned how to drive a car. Mm-hmm. We we used to steal from Kmart. We used to walk to the junior high, cut through the woods behind the junior high, and it butted up against the golf course. We go in the back side of the golf course, and we just walk down the uh, the lane, right? Not the uh, where you drive your golf carts, the little cart path. And we'd walk down there with our fishing poles, and then we'd go down to the creek. And the golfers were like, "Hey," we we're like, "Hey." We didn't mess with them. They didn't mess with us. We go fishing all the time. Smoke grapevine. Anybody ever else do that? Nope. No, I don't even know what that means. So it's, we just called it grapevine, but it was this stick type thing. It was very thin, but it was hollow. And so you could just light it and smoke it. And it wouldn't get you high or anything, but you could light it and smoke it. We used to go collect golf balls from the golf course, take them over to the driving range. And the range, the guy who was ahead of the range or ahead of the golf course would... Every time, didn't matter how many golf balls we gave him. There was, if it was my buddy Matt and I, there was always enough for two Slurpees at Seven Eleven, which was across the street. <laughs> and we would collect bottles because the bottle law went into effect when we were like eleven or twelve. So we collect bottles. We always had, we always scrounged and had money. You have something to say? Yeah, I just had a case of old timers. Forgot what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> oh, toilet paper. <laughs> Did like kids can't really? I haven't seen a kid toilet paper a house in I don't know how many years. Everybody's got cameras now. They do. Like, we didn't have to worry about that. It's you like know. prank phone calls. You can't make prank phone calls yeah. anymore. I know. Right. It's, the world is too well informed. And that's, that's my point is there you go. our society is exactly the same as it was when we were kids. You just hear a lot more stuff that goes on right. that you didn't hear about when there, before there was a 24-hour news cycle to, that needed to be filled and up. The and, P- and the pedos have to tell you that they live in the neighborhood right, now. Right. Wasn't there a, a statement that says something along yourself. those lines like hard times build strong men, strong men build uh, like a whole strong cycle. civilizations, strong mm. uh, civilizations give birth to weak individuals. That's Yeah, is that what it was? Some, so that's something it was. like something that. Something along it's, those lines. It's a it generational, basically, how the grandfathers, you know, did everything, and then the fathers kind of wrote on the coattails, and now the grandkids are just doing whatever, and then they'll become weak, and then their kids will be strong. So it's like a never-ending cycle. I don't know. I, 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 for me, I think it's the, the last three great generations are obviously the greatest generation, the baby boomers, and Gen X. 
that's just my personal opinion. Well, I'll tell you what. I read a great article written by somebody about like just getting rid of stuff like libraries and the schools and stuff like that, and and a lot of good points on it. So uh, I don't know who that was, but <laughs> he hit the nail on the head pretty much all over the place in regards to uh, getting rid of stuff and taking away real research and just giving people all misinformation. You may know a little bit more about the article. I forget, but that's pretty much uh, trying to hit the the nail on the head there. Well written article for a Niagara water cooler. Thanks. What? Why? <laughs> so the thing I wanted to talk about with Walden kind of deals with today's youth, kind of. But it goes back, harkens back to our day more so, I think. So I drove by Rayleigh Field today, and there's a baseball game going on. Surprised. And I went over to the high school. You know there what was, it's for? Let me get to that. Oh. I go over to the high school. There's a softball game and a girls modified lacrosse game going on. And I was watching the modified game. And I was walking back, and I was listening to some of the softball player parents saying that they're getting their kids into travel leagues, and then they're doing winter training. Whatever happened to, like, Little League is dying mm. because everyone's in a travel league now because they think right. that it's the end-all, be-all. And, you know, you got to be perfect in whatever sport you're playing. It used to be we revered the three sports letterman. Right. And you look at, even t- if you look at the most successful NFL players, Major League Baseball players, and hockey, they all played more than one sport. But parents today are saying, you, if you're going to play hockey, you only play hockey. We're mm-hmm. going to do, you're going to do your season, then you're going to do postseason workouts, you're going to do a summer camp, then you're going to do fall stuff, and then you're going to get back in your season. If you're playing baseball, you play, you go to the, uh, to the batting cages, you do this workout. I think that parents... And this may be from our generation, but I am not one of those parents. I don't think anyone here is one of those parents, honestly, where you just focus on one thing. Would you tell your kid that he, if you're going to play baseball, you're not going to play football in the fall and you're not going to wrestle or play basketball in the winter? No, I, if my son came to me and said, I want to play sports, I'd drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> An average situation. I want to direct movies. <laughs> That's fine, too. I don't have a problem with that. Brown chicken, brown cow. Uh, your knees Not are going to feel movies. great when you're 40. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, specialization, yeah. it's what's the, what's the concussion protocol on a movie set? That's not the right type of head. <laughs> it depends on the movie. <laughs> I waited until you drank that. <laughs> it, was, it was not inevitable. Yeah, specialization it's in sports causes more issues. I always went by, when I was a kid. You go by the Rayleigh Fields and Lockport Little League. You had those, they had they were packed. Yeah. Six games going at once. Yeah, yep. now there's one. Yep, and only you ever see one game at a time. The only exception to that rule is Andros Andrew. over on yeah. Davison. And when we were kids, Andros was like the. I know you played Andros, right? Al? I did. But when we were kids, Andros was the lesser league between Lockport Little League and Andros. But now, Andrew is, it's almost become a travel league. Well, it's cyclical, too. It, it's exactly it's, what it is. Yeah, it's a travel league. I played midgets, and I don't think that even exists anymore. I don't think so. I believe it's called. Are you tossing them? Or? <laughs> I believe it's called Little Baseball. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I heard the, <laughs> when I said midgets, <laughs> that means Rich is going to laugh and say something. I played Lockport Little League, and I played for Golden, Golden Truckin'. And they were, we were a terrible team. We used to spank Golden Truck yep. all the time. Lockport <laughs> Savings Bank was the, like, the number one team. Mm. 
and like Brian Stevens and all those guys played on. It was stacked. It was a stacked team. We were, you play what twelve games in little league? I think it's twelve or fourteen games. So we were zero and eleven, and our last game of the season is against Lockport Savings Bank, and they were tearing it up. And I was a terrible player, but we won. I was three for three that day. Nice. Uh, yeah. With four hit by pitches. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep leaning into Ernie it. Pantuso, everyone. <laughs> Lean into it, Doberman. So then that was my last year eligible for the Little League. Then you can go up to the minors and the majors. And you went and tried out at the Keenan Center. And they had indoor batting stuff and mm. throwing and pitching and all that shit. So I went, and I'm terrible, but I gave it everything that I had. I mean, I'm running after everything. I'm swinging so hard, the bat's going to hit the pitcher in the head as I release my grip, you know? <laughs> and I got drafted into the majors, and I played for Bells. Effort is most of what Little League and those baseball leagues is about. Yeah, effort, are you coachable, all that stuff. Do you have a yeah. good attitude? Are you hustling on the field, hustling off? Hustling, yep. And that was the thing today, too. I was watching these, the kids play lacrosse, and there was, like, no hustle. You have five minutes for halftime, and they change goaltenders, and the goaltender is slowly taking the stuff off. The other goaltender slowly. I'm like, you guys only have five minutes. You're delaying the game. You're going to get a penalty. La, 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 la. <laughs> I'm like, come on. It's the same thing at the uh, Keenan Center with the soccer league there. There's, there's no hustle. Like, they, they give up on a play. Oh, there's... I kicked the ball, and the other team got a hold of it. I'm going to stop running after it. No. Like, there's, there's no hustle. And I'm, like, losing my mind because... Are you one of those parents? Do you yell a lot? I, I don't yell a lot. My internal monologue is, like, going absolutely nuts. And, and I'll yell a few things, you know, like, hey, move up to the halfway line. So-and-so, move back. You know, like, I'll be sideline coaching. Your mom doesn't love you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I did the same thing. I grew up playing baseball, soccer, and basketball. And at one point, I played all three. And then I, I gave up baseball and basketball because soccer was my, my passion. I had all three Atari cartridges for those. Nice. <laughs> and um, so I started out playing recreational soccer. And then the next step up was select. And then the next step up from that was classic. And we started there and went all the way up. Um, to the different leagues. Now, to me, all of them were travel leagues because I would leave my hometown because I was, we only had one under whatever for boys in my hometown. That was it. And so I would have to go to Lancaster. I would have to go to Oak Cliff. I would have to go to DeSoto. I would have to go to Waxahachie, Ferris, Midlothian, all these other towns to play these other teams. So for me, when you guys say travel, I'm like, it, I don't know. Maybe it's a little confusing because maybe it was different. No, you're going to local towns. Travel teams go to other states. Okay. So when you guys say travel, you guys mean out of state. It's like AAU basketball for kids playing baseball. Okay. Your, so, your, your soccer days, going from town to town like that, the mm -hmm. local towns, was the same as what we had in our rec league here in Lockport. Each of the city parks had a team. Yeah. And you travel from park to park to park. It's the same thing. Okay. It's not a, it's just a, basically a rec league. Yeah. Travel is like, you're going to Ohio, you're going to Pennsylvania. Okay. Stuff it's like that. Tournaments. So you're playing, you're going to, so you're out of state. Yeah. You're, Boy, you're going to Virginia okay. playing six games in three right. days. That's, so now I understand. That's what I did. I, I played the, the parks department had a different team in every park. Yep. Yeah. And you'd play against the other parks. Yep. That's what I did. We were just park. like the Northeast Texas soccer, whatever. 
and I mean, all of the rules, of course, were FIFA and everything. But like I said, you know, you'd start out in recreation, and then if the team was good enough, you could go into select, which was a higher level of play and a higher level of competition. What Vinny did was he played football on a technicality. It's Texas, you know. <laughs> Soccer, football. Yeah, but, and I get it. I, I think I, I get what you're you're trying to say, Walden, where you just specialize in one thing because playing multiple different sports or even being in multiple physical activities, right? It increases balance, your agility, your strength, your stamina, all yeah. this other stuff. And let's not forget about the fact you can go out and have some fun. Right. It's I mean, everybody's doing fun. so much so so much stuff that's just trying to train them to go through and be in that possible 1% of professionals and right. they're spending all this money and I know some people actually benefit from it because their kids may wind up with some scholarship. Uh, if they wind up doing something I spent $10,000 over the last eight years for you to play baseball, and I got a $250 scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it does a disservice to the school teams, too, because you have travel teams that are taking players away from, from the school teams. Agreed. Like some of the area football teams play seven-on-seven because seven they can't feel the full football team. I don't know. I mean, there's benefits and there's downsides and like I, I never would have been as good at the sports I played if I didn't play those other sports right because it's well football was my favorite okay there's really no specialization in football you can't play football year-round so you wrestle to to get right. your strength and agility and, and and stamina up and things like that people ran track and field for speed and agility and strength and things like that so I mean you're also not wearing on your knees constantly or especially if you're a pitcher and you're playing rec leagues and summer leagues and did you have a varsity letter in more than one sport no no just just football right i didn't get enough varsity matches in for wrestling okay and i never touched varsity baseball (laughs) (laughs) the coach was not a big fan of you or the walden really yeah (laughs) it was a personal animosity yeah he told me on the bus in front of everybody he didn't like me I said, I, I said, I'm not your biggest fan either. You know me, Craig. Did you just ask <laughs> if I was a smartass? <laughs> yeah, if I'm not mistaken, that guy's making pizza now. No, he's still involved in the school district. But he's also making pizza. Yeah. He's always, he always, always yeah. he was making pizzas. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. He's Did, also making pizzas. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going to ask this. Did you get a varsity letter in anything other than music? <laughs> Academics, maybe? <laughs> no, I did not. Do you play any sports when you were like when you were real little? I played uh, park league softball, softball yeah. on the uh, uh, Danny Sheehan Steakhouse team. I played, which was the team you got on when nobody else picked you for their. I played team. park league soccer, <laughs> and Vets Park was our park. Like, Walden was on the Danny Sheehan's team at first, and then they pulled him off because they're like, oh, he's actually athletic. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think And you're more of an athletic supporter. <laughs> no. I was, I was in right field permanently. Yeah. And then one day, and I couldn't In softball. Field. It's important. In softball. And it's I important, f- you know. You have to be fast. You cannot be slow. That's why he is there no, in right field. No just Peter Paul and Mary references, <laughs> please. Sorry. <laughs> the rest of our mutual lives, just, just put it out of your head. I was I was in the right field because I was terrible. The right field. And one day they hit the ball to me, and I thought, okay, I'll just wait for it to go past me, and then I'll run over and grab it because I was scared of the ball. And it came Dude. right at my head. It came right at my head. 
Well, yeah. what if so times I had no choice your but to defend myself with the mitt. And you caught and it. And I actually caught it. And from that day forward, I caught every ball that popped at me. Nice. Because you got over your fear. Hey, it was right. so bad. That's Made right. prison a lot easier. <laughs> right in the mitt. Right in the mitt. <laughs> the, the only thing I can say for my own athleticism is that I was never struck out. I was never struck out ever until uh, we were in a beer league for Wilson Farms where Walden and I had to work one shift as stock guys so that we qualified as employees four to hour play shift. on the Wilson Farms League. <laughs> it, was, it was a quick shift, and we were done. So I never got struck out until we were on that team, and that was the worst team I've ever been on, ever, for anything. We were terrible. We had a couple good guys. We had a couple of good guys. It wasn't enough to build a team off of. Not filling in. And I insisted on playing first base because I knew that it, that was the position that required the least running. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I'm running, somebody else Unless you up. can't catch, then it's the most running. No, I could catch. Fine. <laughs> Did you not hear my earlier story? I'm, no, I didn't say you specifically. I'm saying if you can't catch, first base is not the place for you because you will run more. I can, I can catch a ball thrown at me, and I can stand in the way of the runner. So that he isn't going to get to second without going through a fat guy. That's it. That was those were my qualifications to play first base. I don't think you're supposed to impede the runner like that. No, no, <laughs> not at all. I got yelled at by a big lesbian. Big lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> so we're playing club Marcello. Uh, <laughs> in my little league days, when I was playing in the majors, Dave Bunn was pitching against our team. I sucked, man. So he brought me in. Like in the sixth inning. Because he had to get an inning in. He had to get an inning in. So we're, he was throwing a no-hitter. He had college prospects. He was being, you know, scouted. Yep. Who gets a hit? You. I got a hit. <laughs> Only hit in the game. Oh, he You're was so pissed at me. And all those scouts stood up and just started ripping paper in half. I don't know what it was. But you mushed him. <laughs> well, he was just knocking them down. And I closed my eyes and swung the bat. And I felt the whole... The ball hit the bat so hard it went up into my shoulders and went. And the ref goes, the ump goes, run, you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the horseshoe fell out of my ass. I made, it, I made it to first base, so it was no longer a no hitter. That had to be a, what? Who was the ump back then, Father? <laughs> God, uh, he was always like that. I, I, I can't remember. I just passed away. I don't remember. Not Father Duncan. All they run, you idiot! <laughs> Oh my God! Why can't I remember? Duggan, not Father Doug, not Duggan, but it could have been him. But but it was uh, the other one I'm thinking of. He had a girlfriend. What? Was he the Pope? No, <laughs> he wasn't Pope John. Was this an Anglican church <laughs> priest? No, I mean okay. he had a, a, a female that he squatted dinner with all the time. Is what I mean. A consort. And he was always. I mean, his his, his masses were. She long. was still a technical virgin. Yes. <laughs> Ow. So. <laughs> But yeah, he would talk like that, you know, when he was, because he was a good, he's just a good dude, you know. He'd throw a collar on him on Sundays during the year, but when he was a good umpire and he would tell people, like, kind of coach the kids a little bit too. You, you know, know who was on my team? Tony Galuzza was on my team. Oh, was he? And he would just sail it out of Rayleigh Field onto Lincoln Avenue. He had cars once in a while. One time he was driving, there was someone driving by, he put it through their open window. Nice. And the, and the guy slams the brakes on, turns the government, we're going, oh, shit. Dude was laughing, thought it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> oh, that would be phenomenal to do that. No, we used to play all the time. I loved playing baseball. We were running it. it and I just remember that. You, you just hustled on the field and you hustled off. Right. They're none of that. I watch these kids go on the field now and they're just 
they're just walking and lallygagging and just taking their time. And it was like you would, that was just nothing you were even allowed to do. You know, you had to run. If you didn't run on and run off the field, then you sat. That's it. You know, and it was, I don't know, it was a different time back then. It's the little things. They really matter. And we said that about the military, too, when they got rid of the black leather boots that you would have to spit shine and the uniforms that you had to iron and starch every day. And when they got rid of that and it was just wash and wear and then the boots, you didn't have to shine. We were like, the military is going to go to shit. And discipline went right out the window because when I went in, you got off, you know, when you got off duty, you spit shined your boots, you ironed the uniform, you hung it up so your stuff was ready to go for the next day. And it's the same thing, hustling on the field, hustling off the field. And now they carry canes you know? so they can polish a knob as soon as they're done. Yeah. <laughs> knob polishers. <laughs> or there could be cork soakers. I love You're not allowed to ask. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Report to Colonel Angus's office. <laughs> Ooh. Tamar Hamlin named 2023 George Hallis Award winner. That was never a conspiracy I could get behind when they did all that. I mean, we talked about that. Before. I got to tell you, though, it was pretty funny when CBS was trying to show them up in the uh, the booth, up in the uh, suite, and it was snowing so hard you couldn't see them. Uh-huh. And they kept showing it. Yeah. Like, you can't see shit. Yeah. What, what are you doing? There's a shadow going, hey, hi, yeah. Mom. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> they could have said anybody. There's Michael Jackson <laughs> at the game today. Elvis is in the building. <laughs> D.B. Cooper, everyone. <laughs> MC Hammer. <laughs> oh, goodness. I feel like I haven't seen you guys in forever. How did everybody do for Mother's Day? Was it a good Mother's Day for you all? Yes. How's your mom doing? I, I saw you driving down the street. What? I was taking the kid to work. I saw you driving down by Walmart. Oh. Was he driving real went, slow? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know I where you were. Went to honk my horn. You're I seen you right between Ted's and like that spot over there, right? Right. I thought that was you. Could it was me. Was he creeping along? You see me creeping. Never. Al nice. don't need to creep. So, yeah, so it was, but yeah, everything. My mom, unfortunately, was unwell uh, for Mother's Day after her coming back from California. But after that, uh, she was starving today, so I made some grilled chicken for her today. And then. How old is your mom? 77. There's no way, because she's very, very young looking 77 and very attractive 77. Yeah, they were those good. Your mom's 77? Yeah, that's, isn't that insane? What? She looks 10 years younger. 77, what? Not years. <laughs> well, I went through with some doctor visits yesterday, so she's she's in a pounds. I don't think you can say any of that stuff. <laughs> Your social security number is one one three. Take off the three, Dad. <laughs> oh, we just got some live footage from Carmenuch on the beach. Where's he at? Madeira. Mm. Nice. Is it a nude beach? I can't. I don't have my glasses on. He's topless. We hope so. It's a topless beach. The moobs are free. Oh, <laughs> looks like Christian did a little manscaping on him because he's does he's got the winter <laughs> the, the winter uh, sweaters. I was on. wondering, they do laser hair removal now, For right? What for your junk? No, oh, that, well they fine. do it on your junk now. But I'm wondering if I can get it done on my head, so I don't, don't have to keep shaving my head. Just all. be done with it. Yeah, I mean it's it's cool right now because it's it's like the style, so it'll it's fine right now. But how much you have on no, there right now? You got stubble, or you mean if they, got a little stubble right now? Yeah. Just get yeah. chemo, and they do it on your junk too. Man, Sign up for they, I don't treatments. want a laser near my junk. No, thank you. How big of a laser do they have? That you don't even need. <laughs> if a handheld laser can blind a pilot on a seven forty seven, do you think it really could? You're, they're probably using cat toys, dude. Yeah. <laughs> my buddy that used to work for me, he had one of those like 
spent like four or five hundred dollars on this green laser that it was. I mean, it could like hit the moon. You know, it would like go up and get it playing. He really could hit stuff. That's how far it went. But it was one of these high tech ones. But yeah, I can picture them not liking that hitting a plane. Right. And it amazes me that they can actually pinpoint where it came from too. Like they give it the general vicinity when they do it, and then boom, somebody's knocking at your door. And right. It's the popo. Well, from the pilot's perspective, there's a big bright red dot where they got or this green. One green. Or green. Have you been watching those the huge drone that's flying grids over Lockport lately? Yeah. That's pretty awesome, actually. They're training at over at uh, Niagara Falls Air Base. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Dad goes, how do you know that's a drone? I go, there are no windows. There's no pilot windows. There's no side windows. And it it's makes a, a drone. funky noise. <laughs> that's too big to be a drone. I'm like, no, drones can be that big. Or it's a creeper van with wings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did Vinny it have any Jurassic Park stickers on it? No. <laughs> if anyone would know more so. What's that? Big-ass drones. More They're about. rather large. Yeah, some of them can be, yes. They still and have to carry a payload, so they and need probably to. Well, and probably bombs and stuff. said payload. Well, you can have the small ones at, like, the unit level, uh, like small, the Ravens. Small units. <laughs> yeah, but that four-engine thing that goes back and forth across Lockport lately is a drone. There's no... That's a big fucking drone. No, no, no. There, there are some really big ones, and, yeah. but then there's yeah. some smaller drones that are down at the unit level for, like, companies and, and, and stuff like, like that. they like birds? No, they're <laughs> they look like smaller planes, and we use them when there's like a dust one, which stands for duty status whereabouts unknown. So if like, uh, so if a soldier is, so let's say a, a bad guy does a snatching grab and they get Snatch. a U.S. Army soldier or something like that, right? Then we lock we lock everything in the area of operations down, all entrances, all exits, area exits, and we throw up a um, Boobs. we throw up a drone, a couple of drones. And we start locating vehicles, and once we locate the vehicle, now we have eyes on. Now Blow we can up. no, because they got the fucking soldier in there. <laughs> now we got to rescue the soldier. So I liked it. Very informative. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even listening. <laughs> no, the jackasses were busy Tiddly. cracking jokes. I'll, I'll catch it on the playback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I'm gonna like it. <laughs> don't don't they fly most of those drones out of uh, like? Navy bases? No, Air Force has got a bunch, and Army has a bunch. Yeah. Army has, and they do. Army I, I watched a show where they actually make those guys actually get in their combat gear when they're going into like into work, so they don't they're not they can't go in like shorts and flip flops. Mm. And they say they do that so they know they're actually going places. They're flying and they're actually in war. And uh, the best was Toast of London. <laughs> Mrs. Purchase. Oh, yeah. Only blow up the houses on the left side of the street. <laughs> did I say the left side of the street? <laughs> you did. Maybe it was the right side of the street. But I thought I thought most of that was headquartered. And go fuck yourself, San Diego. Oh, bye, Walden. <laughs> nice seeing you. He's leaving. It's like a tick he has at five to eight every Monday. He just goes <laughs> all of a sudden. We got to start doing these shows now at six. So Walden can stay for the full episode. That'll be tough. I can't believe none of you guys like <laughs> Trailer Park Boys. It didn't look no. that funny. That's I know a lot of people compare it to Letterkenny, but it just didn't look uh, nearly as intriguing. I'm through eight full seasons now. The 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 few clips that I've seen, uh, there's no comparison whatsoever, other than their Canadian shows. About yeah, but they're from Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia doesn't yeah. matter. Doesn't matter. I don't know. I, I enjoy it. I See, watching it. the the whole of Trailer Park Boys is just the D-Gens from Letterkenny. It really is. Okay, so there's there's so much more culture in Letterkenny 
There's way more culture in Shorzy than there is in Letterkenny. <laughs> Maybe, but it's it's a different set. I can't wait for more Shorzy. There's more Letterkenny coming next month. I know. I don't know why. There's a lot of stuff coming next month. I think that they're. I think they have this season and next season contracted, so that that might be the end of it. Boy, I hope not. And then you know, go to Shorzy, and then Jared Kiso can come up with something new. Oh, the um. So I got the antenna installed, and Correct. I'm getting all these channels I didn't get before. Bravo. Some of the Canadian Great. stations are actually showing 19.2 as part of their stream. Yeah? Yeah. So there's, like, Canadian stations where you can just go watch 19.2. That's cool. I don't know what that means. It's a show that Kizo was on with a bunch of the people that you've seen on Letterkenny. Oh, okay. But they're they're all playing cops. Yeah. Okay. McMurray is in it, but he is. So a comedy, though? Like no, a Reno nine one one. No, it's no, no. very serious. Very and serious. Honestly, I didn't think it was that good. They had uh, the one episode. <laughs> it's no, <law> order. <laughs> no, they had the one episode where they had the school event, and that one was terrifying. It was a double episode. It was okay. scary. And the guy, the guy who plays McMurray's in it, and he's a complete. He's likable as McMurray. You like to hate him. On nineteen two, he's just a complete asshat. I think McMurray gets sold short. He's a good friend, probably. And Mrs. McMurray is Captain Pike's girlfriend on uh, on Strange New Worlds. So, why does it always come back to Star Trek with you people? Because Star Trek is fucking amazing. You know what I started watching today? It has two Star Trek people the in correct, it so far. The correct response is, "What do you mean, you people?" <laughs> <laughs> Columini and uh, Anson Pike are in Hell on Wheels. Isn't that the guy from Whose Line Is It Anyway? No. No. That's Colin Mockery. Oh. That's a good show. Isn't Colin Monty served lightly bread with nice marinara? <laughs> oh, that's Liz. That's, uh, that's uh, veal. Ooh, veal parm. Veal's delicious. <laughs> I don't like liver. You're missing out. I never knew I liked calamari until I was in Albany. We're at Delmonico's and Wayne Jagow. Uh-huh. Ordered a plate of it. And he goes, "You should try it." And I ate the whole plate. Oh, was it like real calamari?s I don't look. Not that it's not, but they have these ones that are like kind of very large and like onion rings. No, they were. This was calamari. It had that rubbery. All right, you know. good. I like that. Lightly dusted with a little salt and pepper. And then and I had them flour. in the keys when I was down in the keys. Way better. Nah, see, I had some delicious stuff. They did a nice one at Oliver's here, but in in Vermont they did a great one because they didn't even serve with a marinara sauce. They did like a. Like a, just a vinegar pepper, like hot peppers that they sawed in, like cherry red peppers. They they kind of made the calamari and then tossed it in like this hot pepper mixture and then served it that way. And I got to tell you, out of this world, so good. You didn't even need a marinara or anything to dip it in because it had that vinegary taste and from the peppers and everything. So right. good. I won't eat calamari unless it costs at least $40. Okay. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because then you know it's going to be really good. Uh, okay. I'm like that with crab legs. If I go in a store, I'm like, how much is crab leg dinner? They're like, ah, like $49. I'm like, I don't want it. Like, because I've had it before. Like, if it's going to be like a market price or it's going to be like $200 or $150, I'm like, all right, I'll take it. Because then you're getting that big Alaskan King crab leg and it's good, but I don't want the little tiny. Like, I've never had lobster locally. I had it down on Chesapeake Bay. Mm-hmm. And you're better off doing it there. Yep. Don't get anything here. Well, you have to go to Lobster Hut. Oh, it's the campiest looking thing. Is it the like red is, lobster? The food is so good. No, it's like reeds for seafood. Like you, some of them just came out of the boat. Really? That's how it's up in New England, and it's Are that you talking fresh. About the uh, lobster hut. That's oh. how it was for when we got lobster in Chesapeake Bay. It was like they pulled traps in off their their deck off the <laughs> and threw deck. it on your table, basically. <laughs> 
the lobster yeah. went screaming when they went by. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I haven't even looked at anything. Did you put anything on the list this week? Oh, there's lots of things, I think. What? What? Hmm? What are we hammering There's about? no lobster on the list that I can think Thank of. God. The lobster's loose. I'm allergic. What is, the, what is today's date? Is it the 15th? 15th. Oh. Special birthday going out to one of the educators at my school. And my cousin Matt today. And Matt. So happy birthday to Matt and the educator at my school. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, uh, there's a few articles there. Um, the, the one that stuck out to me that Walden left before we could cover was Bo Jackson is in the news. There's a throwback for sports that we haven't heard in a while. Really? Mr. Bo Jackson. He's actually having <laughs> surgery because he can't get rid of the hiccups. Is that the craziest thing I've? It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. There was a, a a girl who had the or a young lady who had hiccups for like seven years. CBD. Yeah, that's kind of what he's up against. He's had he's had chronic hiccups for over a year. Huh. So he couldn't go to like a ceremony that he was supposed to go to last week because he would just he was under the care of specialists. <laughs> they're they're giving him some kind of surgery to get rid of it. He said, I've done everything, <laughs> scare me, hang upside down, drink water, smell the ass of a porcupine. It doesn't work. So for 10 months, he's been fighting this. Uh, and, of course, he played professional football and professional baseball. I don't know if it was simultaneously, but close to it. Well, I think he played them in the same year. Yeah. yeah. There was some retired. overlap, I think. Yeah, there was some. He's one of the few players to, to ever do it. And like, there's, there's some stat that goes with it. But apparently now, Bo knows hiccups. Bo knows hiccups. That's Bo right. knows hiccups. So Hopefully he'll know a cure before long. Cause Here's the cure that I've miserable. always used for hiccups. When I see people and they have hiccups, I always ask them, you know, have you seen a white horse today? And then I do something very dramatic like and I go poof with my hands in their face. And then they don't know what happened. And then their hiccups are gone. I'm like, what the hell just happened? And I'm like, I don't really know why that works, but it works all the time. It's called PFM. Yeah, it's uh, pure yeah. fucking magic. That's it. PFM. ABC, BBD. So there you go. <laughs> so if anybody knows Bo Jackson and you want to help him out with going to, uh, without going to surgery, just go up, ask him if he has seen a white horse today, and then poof, jazz hands right in the face. And then he did punches you, you in the mouth. Did you just prescribe him a little bit of the East Coast family? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know what, if somebody does that to him and it works, I think he should come on the show. Or Maybe. send you a dollar. I'd rather, would you be okay if we get Bo on the show? That's fine with me. I have a inside track now on getting Cole Beasley on here. So, oh really? Yep, I worked on it this weekend. Then where's Cole Beasley? Not here yet. We're still working on it. <laughs> not fucking here. Stop talking about it. If He'll be Cole on. Beasley is here or he is not. He'll will we be, be here. Will man. we be allowed to play the song then when he's here? His music? Yeah, I think it's a requirement actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you play be the cool. whole thing. You're not allowed to mock over it. He'd be cool to hang out with. I think. Should we make it a food day so when he comes, he can? Uh, there we go. Yep. The Are we person, gonna record upstairs down here? The, the other person I'm trying to get to is Hugh Dillon. I don't know. I don't know if anyone knows Hugh Dillon. No. He's the lead I know singer. Sue Dillon. He's a lead singer from the band called The Headstones, oh. punk band out of Canada. And if anyone has watched The Mayor of Kingstown, wait a minute. There's no punk bands in Canada. Look up The Headstones. It, it, it's Canada. Trust me. They're not allowed to be punk up there. It's, they're, they're, they're they rude. He apologizes at the end of every they're song. They're nice punks. <laughs> <laughs> he apologizes. Have you, has anyone watched The Mayor of Kingstown on Paramount? No. 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 With Jeremy Renner. Well, the, he's an actor on there also. Well, he I mean, was. I want to see if he recovers so he can make a season two <laughs> before I start. No, there's season two already. He's okay. got, got run over by the bulldozer by yeah. the snow machine? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. 
he seems like he's doing pretty well. Yep, he was just he's doing he did some dance the other night on some late night program. Doesn't have his cane anymore. Oh. Magic legs. <laughs> you got your magic legs. <laughs> yeah, you get Bo Jackson on here. That'd be cool. I think it's going to work. I think this uh, is going to work. The old, have you seen a white horse? Well, just, you reach out to him then. Why does your horse have to be white? Well, I think that's part of the racist thing that makes it <laughs> trigger part of your brine. You know, I don't think you can say it. I don't know. I didn't test it just solely on black so people you're saying versus white people or white people tacitly, versus black people. Tacitly, white horses are better than any other horse color. No, no, not at all. The what is that? What is that horse? The Lopin Singer horse. What are those called? Remember from Crimson Tide? I have no idea. When Denzel and uh, Gene Hackman were talking about the horses, and he's trying to throw that like racist rant, saying the smartest, most intelligent horse in the world. You know, they're all white. And then Denzel afterwards, like a few scenes later when they were talking they're about They're born it, black. They're born black. That was a great scene. <laughs> great movie. Well, it reminds me of the um, Passenger 57 with Wesley Snipes and Julian uh, Sands. He's Wesley Snipes re- is a vampire, you know. Uh, well, yeah, I know. But he's getting ready to jump out of the fucking plane, and he's like, do you play roulette? And Julian Sands is like, yeah. And Wesley Snipes is like, always bet on black. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay. Everybody needed to catch phrase back then. Dude, those cheeky one-liners, I man. I have the 50% of the time, he's correct. I know. <laughs> it's like, my shit always works sometimes. <laughs> 50% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I never broke the law. I am the law. <laughs> law. <laughs> Fucking, uh, what was the dude's name uh, that played his brother? They were arguing. Um, the actor. Um, Stallone? No, not Stallone. It was the the other guy that was in there with him that that uh, played his brother, Kurt Russell. No, Fred Armiston. Shut up. No, it was uh oh, what's his name? Ralph Camden. Uh, no. no. Now I gotta look this shit Arnold up. Schwarzenegger. No, it was a comedian. Schneider. Rob no, Schneider. He, no, well, Rob Schneider Bruce was with Willis. him, but Rob Schneider was not Stallone's brother. No, Alex but Karras. Rob Schneider goes, I am the law. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. What was that, Judge Dredd or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. That was the one with the three clams, right? Well, the three shells. No, three shells, yeah. that's not the one with the three seashells. It's not? No, that Which would be Demolition Man. Oh. oh. Easily confused. Armand Asante. Clearly, completely oh, different yeah, movies. Armand Asante. Yeah, yeah he was that was like him. Mambo Kings and all that, I think. I liked him. But I the, think Frank Stallone should have played his brother. That's right. Yeah. Well, the one with the three he seashells wasn't <laughs> is Demolition Man. Frank Sinatra could, or Frank Stallone could not act like... Sly Sloan's brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Patrick Swayze's brother. <laughs> Patrick Swayze has a brother? Yeah. Patrick Swayze's brother is actually a fine actor. If if you're looking for a, a mountain man. <laughs> if you're trying to order Patrick Swayze off Wish. <laughs> oh, That's harsh. Just like Chris Farley's brother. Chris Farley had a brother? Yeah. I didn't know that. He does stand up. He's actually pretty funny. He does stand up. He was in uh, He was in Joe Dirt. He was the cop in Joe Dirt that went uh, after, like, they pulled him out. He was like, yeah, really? sorry to hear about you and what's-his-face. We heard he did stuff to your bunghole. <laughs> like, that was Chris Farley's brother. <laughs> Joe Dirte. Yeah. Don't try to church it up, son. <laughs> church it up. What do you think? I think I'm, we could be ready for a kiss the concrete hello party one of these days. I see your building permit. You like that? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to do things legit now in my old age. Is that, That's a real one? It's not a counterfeit one? Whoa. <laughs> 
Oh, why are you asking dumb questions? <laughs> don't ask questions you want to want to know the answers to. <laughs> All I did was call and say, "What color? What color are your permits?" <laughs> so I need is little lettering and a yellow piece of paper. Bop, bop, done. <laughs> Thank you, Excel. Yeah. <laughs> when are they gonna start? I thought maybe the end of this month or the beginning of June. I'm looking at it, though. I mean, there really is a ton of concrete that's going in there, like literally tons and tons of I think it's like 2,000 or a little over 2,000 square feet of concrete we're putting in. Wow. That's huge. We'll have a spot for outdoor studio once in a while. There you go. Maybe on the front. I like your idea about going to Medina. Right? Recording in Medina? Well, they're doing the Main Street Beer Fest. Ooh. And uh, we had to have some... Alan said we need some schlub to haul our stuff around, who knows the area, and who we can pick on. And I go, so Howie. <laughs> Howie's our guy. <laughs> if he gets permission to come outside. <laughs> Why does he need permission? Which is, is still doing unlikely. That? Right. Can Howie come out and play? <laughs> you got to have some lackey that you know. I mean, in this industry, you're always people wanting to be, do podcasts and do stuff. Are you kidding? I've begged people to come on the show. Yeah, but I'm not talking about beyond the show as talent. There's people that want to do what you do, the, te- the technical stuff. Oh, what are probably. those people, the roadies or Yeah, roadies. Like I'd rather have groupies. Oh. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, no, I'm married, but my friend Alan with a Y. Hero. <laughs> oh, hero. <laughs> I'm like chick repellent, man. I can't get nobody. What are you going to do? Really? Oh, yeah. I got no game. I'm not a closer. And then I get aggravated if I go out something like if I happen. I think to be you have. I think you can rope them in, but then you have high hopes afterwards. Like you have lofty expectations. Maybe that's what it is. Of what relationship? Or are you yeah. just talking the wham bam thank you? Yeah, because I don't want to just do the wham bam thank you, man. Once stuff. in a while is fine. Yeah, but maybe back then and thirty years ago and all that it was. But now I, you, you know, you want. I know it's more. hard to do wham bam thank you, man, when you're fifty and you got to use medication to get it up. No, nah, well, that's not me <laughs> yet. Thank God. <laughs> So you've been test firing that to make sure? Well, be, <laughs> I was going to say, it'd be nice to know if I could get it without somebody in the room, though. <laughs> Holy shit, the range is going hot. Sometimes I still... So it's nice to wake up and have that... Uh, <laughs> he didn't so fall out of bed. That soldier was saluting. <laughs> Tired of shooting in my own eye, really. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a yearbook quote that I saw on Facebook this weekend that said... Waking up in the morning is a, waking up is the second hardest thing each morning. I'd have a young man. Yeah. Did you guys get anything for your wives for Mother's Day, or just leave it to the kids to do? I got flowers and I don't care what you got. What'd you get for I her? Got her <laughs> flowers and candy. Okay, it's Mother's Day. Flowers and candy. Okay. Flowers and candy. Nice. You? I bought my wife a new SUV. Oh yeah. Shh. Uh, <laughs> he's you know like what? I he's like know. CTR that one. <laughs> <laughs> CTR it. <laughs> I got news for you. I think you were buying the SUV and you waited to do it just on that holiday, just so you can actually get it as a present. You say you were actually here cheap. You cheaped brilliant. out on buying her an extra. No, that's brilliant. Present. You can't you can't discount that at all. <laughs> he was getting the SUV either way. No, it it, it wasn't really that. Um, we've been looking for a while, and we just happened to find one that had everything we wanted. The price was right. Um, everything just fell into place. And honestly, I was like, I told her too on, on Friday, if I'm being honest, I was like, I totally fucking forgot Mother's Day is this weekend. I haven't got you anything. You can kick me in the dick when I get home. Uh-huh. And then she was like, you, you just bought me an SUV. She's like, you're, you're good. 
All right. But I was uh-huh. like, that's what she's saying now. Uh-huh. Just remember the Father's Day. Hey, well, hey, you didn't give me anything for Mother's Day, so yeah. I didn't think it was that much of a rush. I bore so, your till, children. Till next Mother's Day, when she's like, where's my new car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in the fucking driveway. <laughs> no, that's last year's. Oh, dear God. The ashtray is full. I need a new one. My wife oh. loves the journal, so I went and bought her a journal that says, you got this. Nice. It's imprinted on the... On the cover of the of the journal, and then I got her a super nice writing pen. Oh, what a stretch! You got her a book. Yeah. Oh, I got her a, a <laughs> yeah. I got her. A, I also got her a book to read. Oh my god! And I wrote her a full page letter about how much she means to me. Oh, so there's a lot of thought that went into there it. There you it's go. So romantical. Yep. And you know what the girls got her? Nothing. Really? Like, is it my responsibility to remind the girls? No. That's Mother's Day. They're late teens. They should fucking know. They, they should, should know, know, right? They, they know. They chose you would, to you not think, actually acknowledge you think it. So that's ridiculous. Yeah, we were getting a new SUV anyway. We outgrew our midsize, so we needed a larger one because I got six people to, in total to haul around. So and what I hear is your wife was looking for something bigger. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why Wendy got nine more inches with her. <laughs> No, we just we didn't have any room in the third row. Like the kids' knees were up in their fucking chest and shit, and it was like we we got to have something bigger. Plus, we needed something with towing capacity, right? And it every it just all made sense, and it just happened to fall that we picked it up the day before Mother's Day. So, you know, not being pretentious or anything like that. You know, I don't have that kind of fucking disposable income floating around. You got to be consistent with the flowers and candy. You know, I, I I always generally get her, I, I I always get her something for Mother's Day. It's just this year it, it totally slipped my mind. You know, um, with everything the kids are in, it, it's fuck my life. Like we don't have any downtime. We have zero fucking downtime. We are so busy. Like I have to pencil in just to come here. If it's not on the calendar, it's fucking free time, and something's getting penciled in. To so put it on the calendar. Well, it's, it's every Monday. The, that's what I did, so that's why I'm here. <laughs> so that's like the rest of the week is all karate and soccer, like the entire rest of the fucking week. See, that's why you need this to break up that monotony. Well, I know that. <laughs> that's why I'm here. That and there's there's beer in the fridge. That's right. So I can always have an adult beverage. That's the same We're amount here. of beer, right? I no, none of your beer I think was drinking. Had. I I was just asking because I you know. Yeah, once you guys put it in there, it stays. I don't grab anything. But if somebody comes over and they want something, I ever tell them what they can and can't have. Like, no, 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 I know. That's why That's I asked right. if, if there were still any of these. This in your refrigerator. I, I got news for I probably drink that at some point in time. Enjoy. That fucking thing probably tastes like tequila now. Mm. <laughs> Is uh, it time to re-ferment? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, had, I had a soldier from Romania, or he was born in Romania, and he still had family there. So um, while he was in the Army, he went back to Romania uh, to visit his family. And this is prior to 9-11. So when he came back, he brought this stuff back called Palinka. And it's Romanian moonshine made with plums. And he brought it back in like 7-Up bottles. It's clear. And absolutely fucking fantastic. We'll get you fucking trashed. I mean, to get you fucking bombed fast. Well, we let it sit for about... We drank three quarters of a bottle of it in one night. Like three of us. And we were all just fucking three sheets to the wind and we were like not touching that shit we let it sit for a year we went back the shit had turned yellow and it smelled like tequila and i was like i'm not touching that there's just no fucking way tequila 
Don't like it. It was absorbing the green from the bottle. I don't know what it was Maybe. fucking doing. Yeah. You should have gave it a shot anyway, though. No. Booze. It would have helped uh, fix any ailments. Like um, ACV? Yes. That was the predecessor to ACV, Planko. Palenko? Palenko. Ooh, but now I'm out of, I got a new thing I'm trying now to go with my apple cider vinegar. Something called, I think it's called matcha tea. Familiar <sighs> with that at all? I've yeah, heard I've heard about it. Yeah, so I bought some and I'm like, check it out. It's, this, it's made from the actual tea leaves. So a lot of the tea leaves, they actually break up and then you steep them and things like that. But what this matcha tea is, is they take the tea leaves and then the last two weeks before they harvest them, they cover them up. So then all the chlorophyll does something. I don't know if it <clears throat> goes into the leaves or comes about, comes to or from. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant chloroform. Chloroform. Yeah. <laughs> so they take it and then they dry it out and then they powder it all up. So it's yep. this lime green stuff. So I've been drinking that for a couple of days just to give it a shot. I feel, you know, I feel good. Have you tried, um, I do, um, what is it, a probiotic? The only probiotics I do is I get that, like the Bubby's natural sauerkraut. And I have like a forkful of that a day. I just take two of the probiotic gummies Yeah. every day. Those will do it. It's uh, It's been pretty good. I think your body needs stuff for that. It does. Yeah. I try to stay on my vitamins every day, you know. I don't go nuts. I should just go right to, I mean, I bought like all these different vitamins over the years, and I don't know if I'm just going to wind up sticking to just one multi and call it a day. Yeah. I got so many things just floating around the house now with all these vitamins. I feel like just putting them all together, throwing them in a blender, and then just doing a teaspoon of that mixed in a smoothie or something. Like I do a, a multivitamin, fish oil, tart cherry, and vitamin D. And uh-huh. That's what I take every day because I don't, I don't get enough vitamin D in my multivitamin. And we're indoors six months out of the year, so uh-huh. there's a vitamin D shortage mostly. So I take extra vitamin D, which keeps my level right where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. The fish oil is great for your joints and uh, cardio, or not cardio, but your heart health. And the Cholesterol, tar- yeah. yeah. And the tart cherry is good for... What do you um, do for fish oil? Do you do like an Alaskan salmon or just some kind of energy kind of... It's just a nature's bounty, 1,200 okay. milligram so fish oil. So never forget to train, eat your vitamins, and say your prayers. That's right. And the that tart- way you can be a real American. There you go. Fighting for the rights of every man. There you go. And tart cherry is good for... Um, Joints. Inflammation. Yep. Is that a pill or do you actually get the That's tart cherry juice? juice? Uh, you can juice. take juice. Um, a lot of people take a shot and dilute it in eight ounces of water and drink it, or they're just hardcore and take the fucking shot. I take the fucking shot, man. I'm not that hardcore. I, I take mine in um, powdered form. They, really? they actually take tart cherry and dehydrate it, make it into a powder, and you can take it in a capsule. I just take it in a capsule. I take a shot of tart cherry juice, and then holy I did that. shit. I was How a- does that not kill your fucking salivary glands? Oh. It's I was rough. in tops. I'll say last year, and I was get like a, you know I probably got like eight things, and there was a guy behind me that had one thing of just like a cherry juice, and I was feeling drunk. So I was like, you know what? I said I'll buy his thing too today. He's only got one item. He's like, I don't think you want to do that. I'm like, well, why not? He's like, this is actually kind of expensive. I'm like, whatever. It's, it's juice. How much can it be? I said I don't care. I already offered it. And I'm going to do it. But it was like thirteen dollars mm-hmm. for like small little thing of this tart cherry juice, and I'm like, oh man. Guy snipped me. I think all my That's stuff. That's how I they get you. That's how they get me. The guy stuck me. <laughs> well, he gave you a way out. He did. I said, "What's the difference?" I said, "For the price of two or three drinks somewhere." I said, "I'm gonna I mean, say a prayer for me and the family if you can, or pass it on, or something like that." But yeah. That's my tart Jerry juice experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this shit's expensive. The pill form is is not bad. I can get like a ninety day supply for like twenty bucks. How does it pair with apple cider vinegar? I don't think you can have them together, but I think it's on the same You'd shit your fucking brains out, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you're constipated. 
tart cherry juice and apple cider vinegar. With some nice sauerkraut and some matcha tea. Oh, you don't oh, need God. any of the rest of that. Now you're yeah. cooking with gas. There's gas <laughs> all right. ACV is supposed to do what? Something for it's you. gut health, man. That's what I thought yeah. was like your gut health. Same thing, probiotics and all that stuff. It'll clean you out first. Kills cancer. Kills cancer. You heard it here. Kills leg cancer. <laughs> it cures holes in your leg. Yeah, you, were you here for that? I was. Yeah, so you remember that. That was straight up Everybody cancer. Everybody was here for that. That's, uh, I still haven't had any residual effects from that. It's hey, all gone. Now your leg's pickled. Yeah. Now, I don't, what does gangrene smell like, though? <laughs> You'd know. I know. <laughs> We'd all know. Oh, my poor uncle had Marcin, I told you, in his foot, so I saw a picture of it, like the before and after. It was what an unpleasant sight that was. So you can see the picture, and then they cut off, like, his pinky toe, and then on the side of his left foot, it looked like a shark bite. They just chopped and oh. scraped all that out and then just bandaged it up. It looks... Horrible, poor guy. No bueno. I was going to eat later. You don't have to know. You're welcome. <laughs> I was just going to send a picture of that and use it as a dietary supplement. You know, sell stuff. Here you go. Appetite suppressant. Appetite suppressant. Here you go. For only $19.95, I'm going to send you something that will guarantee you to stop eating. And I'll put a picture of that and send it to put it in your fridge. Yeah. There you go. In the fridge. Keep eating candy and sugar. This is from diabetes. Diabetes? You got the diabetes. You got that sugar. You got the sugar. Got the sugar. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. And my doc tried to tell me that I had the sugar. Don't listen to him. Well, I went and I had my, my blood sugar tested, right? And so my A1C is right there at that pre-diabetic level, right? It's 5.1, but it's been that way for like five fucking years, and it hasn't moved. And then my sugar was like a 113. And they were like, well, it's not supposed to be over 100 if you fasted. And I was like, well, I didn't fast, and so it's not supposed to be over 125. And they Fuck were you. like... <laughs> and they were like, oh, well, maybe you need to work out more and exercise more. Work and, out more. And I was like, right. And I was like, let me let you in. I said, I work out four days a week. I train and teach martial arts three days a week. I'm like, I walk almost everywhere. I like, I, aside from driving to and from work, I'm always like moving on my feet in and out. I'm like, and I don't eat a shit ton of junk food. And I said, I barely consume alcohol anymore. I'm like, so... Unless you're I, at one of our parties. That's it. <laughs> well, I don't buy it and bring it home, so I don't sit at home and drink. That's a um, win. Like, tonight, I've, I've had my beer. I'm, I'm good to go. But, um, and I was like, I don't know what else I can do to lower my blood sugar. And I'm like, I always run high. Like It's like my good and my bad cholesterol are both fucking high. Yeah. But that ratio is below 3.5, which is where you need it to be, which is excellent. And so my good cholesterol is kicking my bad cholesterol's ass. They're canceling each other out. Nice. Cholesterol's fine. I'm like, so I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You're the picture of health. Not really. I just know what works for me. So I don't know. Rich is looking at me like I had a dick growing out of my forehead. No, I'd be looking at you differently if you had a dick coming out of your forehead. <laughs> your mouth would be watering Again. a little bit, huh? <laughs> I think your forehead is. Oh, we got rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> it just it cracks me up with the 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 whole health thing. I mean, everybody's numbers are different. Everybody knows themselves. Who wins tonight, Seattle or, or Dallas? I know who I hope wins, but I can tell you if they play like they played the other night, I can tell you who's going to win, and it won't be my team. Dallas is going to win. None of the games have been close. They either they're winning big or they're losing big. There is no. That's it. There's there's no. And game sevens are honestly a toss up. They they are. You know, it, if they win, that's great, and I'm gonna keep rooting for them. If they they lose, they had a great season. 
and they'll be back next year. My brother flew to Dallas to watch the game tonight. He lives in Seattle. Mm. Are we talking about the hockey ball? The hockey ball. Okay. The hockey ball. I wasn't sure. That's I might buy. I might actually might buy tickets for a um, for a football game this year. Where? Here. Are they playing the Cowboys? Yep. Oh, you're gonna get your ass beat. <laughs> December seventeenth. <laughs> I don't think I'd get my ass whooped. No. Not if you show up in your Bills regalia, no. <laughs> Come on. No, I tell you, I was there. They're ball busters. I think everybody's. But I, I, they're, nobody's going to get crazy. I just want to see. Like, I love my football team. I love the Dallas Cowboys. But I also love the the Buffalo Bills. Oh, you're such a suckle. Should we get you one? Uh, should we get you two jerseys and show them, cut them in half and sew them together? Uh-oh. Yeah. Just a have, house divided. Digs on it. That yeah. could be a thing. Right? Is there is there a player... Diggs, same name on both teams? Yeah. Yes, Diggs. Diggs. Oh, okay. So that's brothers. straightforward. Yeah. Oh, they're brothers? Yes. Yeah. Oh, See, so you could cut them in half and then you could have two different jerseys. Uh, we, the Dallas on the left, Dallas on the right. Buffalo on the right, Dallas on the left. That's hey, a great idea. Yeah. Fucking day late and a dollar short. Why? There's always <laughs> next season. <laughs> we already said that. You'd have two uniforms is what I'm saying. I know. You didn't say that already. How, how would you decide who's on the left, who's on the right? And then you give the wife the other one. See, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> no, but um, I was thinking about it, but it's like $300 for a ticket. Only $300. Look at all the money you saved on that SUV already. Put it towards the tickets. <laughs> all a day. I would, I would like to. You can't put a price tag on an experience like that, especially from where, where you're from and going to see a game like that. That just seems like a no-brainer. I, I, for put me, it down I just, as one of your Christmas presents if you want that. I just want to go see one football game. That's what I'm saying. That's it. Just one football game. So that shouldn't even the price shouldn't even come into, a, into play with something like that. I would go to it and call it a day. If it would be different if you decided you want to go to London to watch the Bills play. They're yeah. playing this year in London, right? Fuck yeah. that. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Not doing that. Yeah, that's insane. I don't know how much it would be. And what are the tickets for that? Tickets are probably know. what three, four hundred bucks for the tickets there, and then a more plane fare is over there. I don't think probably it's thousand dollars. Yeah, but that's a long way to go for a football game. I don't even want to go to Rich Stadium. Yeah, me neither. If I'm going to Rich Stadium, I want to rent a bus and have somebody drive me there and back. You know, I wouldn't like. I would want to go there, stay in the suite or whatever, and then be in the RV, and then after everybody leaves, like drive home at like one in the morning. I don't. I was. I mean, I was at a couple games last year, and it was just brutal. I hate the traffic and sitting in the parking lot and waiting for people to let you in. It's insane. It's only going to get worse, and tickets are only going to get more expensive. They're dropping what twenty thousand people off the capacity with a new stadium. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. And then you have to you have to purchase the right to get seats. Got to have the seat license. Oh, really? Doesn't actually get you anything other than it allows you to purchase the seats. Oh. You want to wait till December 16th to buy your tickets because they'll be on the StubHub real cheap. That's what I do for concerts. You know, I can't stand going to Darien Lake, but if there's a show I really want to see, like Outlaw Music Fest is coming, so it's Willie Nelson and Lucas Nelson, Nathaniel Rateliff, uh-huh. and a couple other bands I want to see. I'll wait until the week of the show and get obstructed view seats, and they're 20 bucks. Uh-huh. And they're never obstructed view. Oh, nice. It just means you can't see one corner or the other corner of the stage. Okay. Sponsored by Remington? <laughs> well, it's Willie Nelson, so it's sponsored by whatever. Dispensary, yeah. Yeah, dispensary in the area. Jan's Smoke Shop. Jan's Smoke Shop. Uh, I don't think they have a dispensary. Yeah, they do. Do they? Yeah. I know the Res does. The Res has a real nice dispensary. Smokey Joe's know? has one now, too. How do you know that? Been there, done that. Oh, you big old pothead. <laughs> Do you think our listeners uh, smoke the Canadian Maple Leafs? 
I think a lot of people do. The devil's lettuce. Like, I think I am definitely in the minority. You know, you know, it's legal now, right? I know, but I think I think I'm in the minority too. Yeah, I'm definitely in the minority on this. You guys aren't minorities. We're middle-aged white men. Uh, we're, we're on the other side of middle age too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem with being legal, but it's just not my thing. <clears throat> Vinny brought that up to, with me earlier today, and I said, "Yes, yeah, it's still not my thing." Yeah, because I have trouble sleeping because I dwell when I lay down for for bed. Uh, yeah, don't dwell. You gonna have another one of those fat tire ales? Fat tire. That's what's in that thing, that beer in front of you. No, it's just the fat tire carrier. These are the little bat blue. You want a little bat blue? No thanks. The bat blue. Anyone? Anyone? No thank you. Okay. You made me love you. I didn't want to do it. You remember the bear that was the black blue bear and they were at the Japanese karaoke place? No. Blue brew. No blue brew. <laughs> I don't remember that. Really? That was a good commercial. All right, what are we going to do on this list here? Let's wrap this thing up. I can't rap. <laughs> Vinny can rap. I definitely heard him that night rapping. He was rapping. He was trying to. <laughs> was he and rapping? Was, uh, he was. And at the, uh, at the break, I was going, under pressure. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. All right, so uh, there's a couple of them we absolutely positively want to talk about. Starting with uh, Pamela J. from Australia, suffering from gigantomastia, a rare That's really big, 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 big boobs. Affecting only a handful of people. Nothing you can get many of them to a handful. <laughs> uh, which causes rapid growth of breast tissue. Is that really her on the picture? Yes. Good God. There's only 300 known cases. Uh, she's from Melbourne, Australia, and she was diagnosed in March of last year. When she, when her breasts grew from a J cup to an O cup, as in, oh my God. She does have a very pretty face. She's very pretty. Well, enjoy it while it lasts because it's about to get a lot longer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a picture of her farther down in just a bra and panties, and she is is shaped like a Cardassian. And not a Star Wars Cardassian. (laughs) <laughs> she is not shaped like a Kardashian. She's got to have that disease on her ass, too, because she got a big old ass. And I love a big ass. I like the she's, ink. She's working it. Yeah, she's all inked up. I don't care for the ink. I, never, I, know, I don't understand the ink at all. I think she's an attractive girl. Lots of curves. I think in moderation, in the right, it's got to be like the right tattoo and the right color. Right. It, it, you know, with because the skin tone with like a stupid color tattoo, it's, it's going to clash. It's not going to look right. But so the right when is art. she starting her OnlyFans? She already has one. Does she I was really? going to say, like, she looks like she's already that type of a model. You know, like, I don't know. She just looks. She said she was referred to a surgeon who was able to make a diagnosis. And as of today, her chest measures 139 centimeters across, having grown from 100 centimeters in January of last year. It's over a foot. It's about 30 centimeters in a foot. Holy shit. That's a lot. Uh, she also revealed difficulties she faces finding clothes to suit her with limited options for bigger busted women, especially if they don't have, want their cleavage on show. She uh, needs to go to that same store that dudes with beer guts go to, to where their shirts are tight in the uh, shoulders and loose in the gut. <laughs> <laughs> she just has to put it on upside down. But uh, she, she does consider her OnlyFans a job, and she has... Earned more than two hundred fifty thousand Australian dollars in the last year, so 
that she's got that going on. Uh, she said, the money's definitely been something that has played on my mind, but I'm sure that mentally and physically it's the best decision, referring to the idea to get them reduced. In the meantime, she's planning on saving for another year in hopes to buy a house. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. See, the problem I have with this is it's it's such a waste to have a breast reduction like this and not donate that breast material to like flat women around the world who <laughs> they're going to get silicone instead. And it's like there's there's all this you know great material. It's viable. It's real. Why can't why can't there be donations like that? Tissue rejection, things like that. That's what pills are for. We have medication for that. But yeah, go check her out. Pamela J from Australia. Attractive. She's an attractive girl. She's very pretty. It's distracting though. It's totally distracting. Yeah. You you can't not like she's not gonna get an office job. No. <laughs> she doesn't No, every that. time she swivels around the desk, she's gonna knock the fucking monitor off. I mean, it, it, I mean that's just being real. Like she's gonna knock something on the desk off. Yeah, finding like, the job would not be the difficult part; is keeping the job. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish her well. Skills. I wish her well, and hope her surgery goes goes good. And she's Australian, she'll so she'll have that sexy accent too. That'll help. That is an attractive accent. <laughs> well, that's not a knife. <laughs> well, that's a knife. <laughs> it's like uh, what is it, Claudia Black? Oh, God. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Watching her in Farscape. She was also with the same dude in Stargate Atlantis. Yeah, Brian Browder. Yeah. Yeah, they, there was just the, the whole sci-fi. It was like they had a handful of like 20 actors. We're going to make 80 shows. Right. Let's do it. <laughs> USA, USA did the same thing. Like they all did it between like 2005 and 2015. It was like a 10-year run. And she's 50 years old, Miss Claudia Black. She's yeah. She's, she's still, sexy. Yes, she is very attractive. She's woman very, again. very pretty lady. And then she talks. And then it, the attractiveness <laughs> it goes through the roof. roof. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of ladies on that show that were very attractive, like Gigi Edgeley. Um, she was the silver, silver chick on that show on Farscape. The one lady who played Zotan, the blue lady, like she's seventy and still a very pretty lady. Oh, yeah, there's Gigi Edgeley, very attractive as well. Yeah. It's amazing. How are all these movie actresses so attractive? Hmm. Huh. They Money. use Botox from Australian big boobs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so you guys remember we talked about the guy who had to have his foot amputated, so he made it into taco meat for his friends? Oh, yeah. Okay. That, that was a real thing, huh? That was a real yes. thing. That's nasty. So Spanish content creator Paula Ganu recently yep. revealed in a podcast that she cooked and ate part of her knee, which was removed yep. during surgery following an illness. The 30-year-old cooked a portion of her knee cartilage called the meniscus in a spaghetti bolognese that she made for herself and her partner. And then they threw it out on the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> so, so when her girlfriend eats her, she really eats her. <laughs> Dear God. I don't understand what it is with the fascination of people like wanting to either eat part of their body or somebody else's body at this point. Because it's a workaround for something well, that's otherwise forbidden. When like two people, people really like love each other. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but I think the, the key to this one was, uh, like, she's, what, a content creator or an influencer? So I think this would just get her uh, likes and views. Yes, exactly. And uh, it's cartilage, so I, that's not the edible part. It's not muscle. It's not fat. Right. So, but they put it in alcohol so it would keep, and 
They joked around with the idea of cooking it. Oh, him. Okay, so it's a it's a boyfriend. I made a bolognese and put it in, and we ate it. I wanted to be able to say in my head that I've eaten a piece of my own meniscus. And for it to even say that, I mean, you could just shave like the tiniest piece off and not even know you have it, but you're saying you ate it. I think she's getting a lot of... I mean, if I don't know how big that piece is, but if she took that whole piece off, dried it out, and chewed it like a pretzel or a chip, that's one thing, but... To, to slice off a little piece with a razor I, and say it's in there. If her meniscus was like frayed or torn, what they do is they just shave it down generally. So it's it's small portion that's coming off. And so uh, it, it might be the size of one of the calluses. It's like a bay leaf on, in, the, in the sauce. You might get it, you might not. Yeah. I, I hate bay leaves. Well, you shouldn't eat them. Yeah. Well, I, I get them... You're, when you're eating, sometimes it just winds up in your mouth along with the rest of the food because you didn't see it. I do bay leaf tea all the time, too. I take bay leaves and throw it in my hot water. I don't get it. It really doesn't have any flavor when you do it that way either. Most of the time, the flavor comes out when it hits something fatty, like the meats in a bolognese. It needs the proteins and the fats to have some kind of flavor. Yeah. A little butter. Do it in there. So, so in a vegetable spaghetti sauce, and a tomato sauce, with the, with the well, yeah, because it's got the really acids. It does have the acids in there, but usually it needs some kind of protein. If you're doing bay leaves, are good for like a, a pot roast or some kind of a roast. That's usually where you'll get most of the flavor from, or have that bay the bay leaf flavor. Gotcha. And now you know. And if you don't know, knowing's half the battle. Have you guys played pickleball? My daughter plays pickleball. It's like the new thing now. Like there's actually a TV show about pickleball with Stephen Colbert. Or there was some sort of special or something. I didn't watch it. But apparently it's becoming a big thing, and they're putting it in malls now. And it's taking up spaces that a lot of these retail spaces are, you know, failing because nobody can afford to maintain a brick-and-mortar store anymore with the Internet. Yeah. So they're throwing in pickleball as the, uh, you know, space filler in the malls. So the malls are the ones responsible for this. It's not uh, like people opening up a pickleball store for people to come and play is at the malls trying to get people into the mall traffic area no it's like uh like a court i understand it's a court but it's not some private person opening up a pickleball court and like charging time is it probably the mall doing it i, I think that's pretty much it yeah oh. it's a storefront like any other but i mean with the space being readily available where most of your stores like you said they're shut down they can't compete with amazon and ebay and right. all the online shopping so now you've got all these spaces available why not turn it into something like that? Because what, look what they're doing in the Eastern Hills Mall. They're supposed to turn that into um, like apartments or some shit. Are you serious? You know, they're supposed to be like living quarters on the second floor. And on the first floor, they're supposed to put in like some more restaurants and some other stuff. And the theory behind it is, is that the people who live there will actually shop there. Shop there. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, because it would be convenient. So and you people put like, will go there to visit them, and then they'll be able to take their guests that come to them and exactly like a one-stop shop, just like any kind of community in Florida. <laughs> I'm moving to David Buster's. It's no different but, than the villages. But I mean, you put soundproofing between the first and second floors, uh-huh. right? And you redo the the said the upstairs to make it apartments or whatever it is they're doing with it, and then you bring businesses in. But even why would you need the soundproofing? If I mean, I guess it'd be nice, but the truth is, if you're moving there, you kind of know what you're getting. Yeah, I mean, you I like get that. like that sound of maybe the hustle and bustle instead of just the but quietness. do you want to listen to the hustle and bustle all the fucking time? Like, you get home 5 o'clock from a hard day's work, 
and it's been nuts, and now you wanted some peace and quiet and hear your TV, and you can't hear it because the new fucking pickleball court, it's you know, squeaky sneakers. It, that's it. All you hear is squeaking and sneaking, and you know somebody tears their ACL, and now they're screaming, and you can hear it, and they're and eating it in their spaghetti sauce. That's right, because they had to get their fucking meniscus shaved, and so now then your your evening is ruined. You know, like noise is a big thing. Like if it's fucking loud, I'm not moving there. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, and I agree with you, but I think people, it takes a special kind of person to want to move into an old mall and have that kind of action there. I like the concept they had for college students once where they were moving. College students can have free room and board in an old folks home. But if they so if they were, I think it was like a, near like a, I'll say Berkeley music, where they can go in and live rent free in these houses, but they had to perform like a concert, I think once or twice a month. So the criteria was you had to eat in the dining hall with the, with the residents uh, it just your meals. You get your three squares a day, but you had to eat in the dining hall just so they can bring young life into that building anymore. So it wasn't just old people surrounded by old people. That sounds you know? like a Berkeley thing to do. It, and it's, I thought it was brilliant, you know, when they had these these people there and the the older folks loved having them there. And there was the, the young kids were like, it's just amazing talking to these, pe- these people that are just generations older than us. And you get a new perspective. And I, it was just to me, it was just a win win all the way around. I'd like to see that incorporated in more types of things. You know, I thought it was just a wonderful story and a wonderful idea. No, that we're not in a pandemic anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or ever. It, it was real, Alan. You can't deny it. Whether you think it was planned or not, it actually occurred. I don't, I'm not completely disagreeing with that. I'm thinking it was a little, maybe blown out of proportion a little. <laughs> it's blown out of proportion as a hot chicken nugget oh. from McDonald's? I, I, read that. That. I read that story. I was confused. So are they in trouble or are they not in trouble? McDonald's lost. Oh, they're in trouble. They just got to figure out how much they're going to pay them? I don't understand the, the lady only wanted $15,000. so like she petty cash. Well, she wanted enough to pay her daughter's medical bills. So apparently with the meal, the kid's meal the daughter got, it had the little chicken things in it. And apparently they had just come out of the fryer, and I guess they were lava hot. And um, she had grabbed one, but apparently one slipped between her and the seat belt as well. And like burned her, her leg. leg. Like it, the picture was edited, so I couldn't see the damage. Apparently, it was she was disfigured and all this other stuff. And you know, I'll, I'll say this: they didn't do what the uh, original lady did. Like the old lady that went through the drive-through and like she, she, the old lady that went through the drive-through and burnt herself with the coffee. Like I read the whole thing with that. Like she didn't put the coffee in a cup holder. She put the cup in between her legs yeah. and then went to drive off. And then spilt it, and she had second and third degree burns to her inner thighs and her um, lady bits. I mean, part of that, like, I, I think is her fault. Like, you put it in between your legs. It's, it's a hot beverage. There's sensitive skin down there where you, where you put it. But at the same time, you know, McDonald's shouldn't be, so, you know, pouring coffee into your mug that's fucking boiling. Right, and you know, they had been warned against doing that previously. And, and they had been. But I think some of the onus is on, on the lady as well. But, of course, McDonald's ate the blame for that one. But I think the lady that sued on this one, she's a little bit more responsible with it. She's like, look, I just want my medical bills paid for. Well, that's what the woman with the coffee originally wanted, too, was just enough to pay her bills. And then it went through. And I think she really only got people under the impression that she made all this money. I remember talking about this in one of the college classes. And she only merely made enough to cover her medical bills and everything like that and give her a few bucks. It wasn't like she went through and got millions and millions of dollars. No, 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 no. So... 
I think it's the car manufacturer's fault because they don't put a placard on their dashboard that said, please do not eat or drink in the moving vehicle because it may cause burns. You're actually not supposed to. You really shouldn't. You know, and I mean, even then, too, again, some of the onus is on the parent. Like, why are you going to give, you know, if you're getting ready to go home, if you're doing this on the way home, which is apparently what this was, why give the, the kid's meal to the kid when you're just a few minutes down the road? You know, and I'm sure they probably said, I'm sure it was probably said, or at least I would hope it was said that, hey, these are freshly made. They're probably hot. So be careful. I would hope that was said. If it wasn't, okay, whatever. But even then, where's the assumption that you're getting hot, piping hot food? That's what we serve here. We serve piping hot food mm-hmm. for people that want to go through and then, again, take it someplace. And I understand why they want to do that with their piping hot food, even the coffee, because by the time it gets from, from, from the store to your location, it should be the perfect drinking and eating temperature. So I understand their thought process and why I'm trying to make things a little mm-hmm. bit hotter. But you're right. I mean, it's just... I don't know. I mean, getting a too crazy uh, environment. I think it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But that's, I guess, me coming from a restaurant standpoint. It could be too hot, too cold. I'm looking at it from a parent standpoint. Most of the time, when I go through a fast food joint, and they, they'll tell me, "Hey, this is this is like lava hot. It just came out of the fryer or whatever." Okay, cool. I set it down. I'm not touching it. I don't hand it to my kids. None of that shit. Right, because I'm trying to be responsible. I don't want my kids to fuck around and yeah. get hurt. Why? Because kids fuck around and get hurt. Exactly. They fuck around, they find out. Okay, so we have to take some responsibility as parents. And it's unfortunate what happened to the little girl because now she's got this burn and this scar, and she calls it her little nugget scar. <laughs> so that's what she calls it. And I'm like, it's terrible, but... You know, I think part of the responsibility is, is, is on the parent as well. No, you can't blame the stove manufacturer when your kid touches the hot stove. No, you can't. They have to learn from that, and they know not to touch hot stoves now. Follow the money. But, exactly. you know, there's a reasonable expectation of you're, you're a professional food preparer and presenter, and you're going to get hand food out a window. You, you know what's going to happen when you do that. Yes. So you warn them, hey, this is fresh from the fryer. It's very hot. Or you set a policy where it, you're only going to put it out at a certain temperature. But the problem is you got people were making minimum wage, which is $15 an hour now, I know, but yeah. <laughs> for fast food. But they, they don't care. And they are ignorant. They don't know that, you know, that guy did it this and handed it to him to hand out the window there's no communication there Mm -mm. and there's no expectation of you know reasonable safety so you shouldn't get a second degree burn from a chicken nugget it shouldn't be that hot in the first place well i think it was it's supposed to be that hot but it shouldn't be stuck on your leg for that long because it was there for quite some time because when the mother drove off she heard the daughter scream and then she continued to drive off, and then she heard the daughter scream again, and then she decided to stop and investigate and, as and far try as, to get this nugget. And as far as the temperatures go, I mean, the temperatures got to be between, you know, if it's going to be cold food, it's got to be under 40 degrees, and if it's hot food, it's got to be over 140 degrees. Mm-hmm. Anything below that turns into, that creates a temperature where mold and bacteria can grow. So if something's coming out at 140, 150 degrees, it absolutely should be coming out at that temperature because anything below that, if you're you're leaving there, the health departments have these systems in place. If they went to check the nuggets and they were holding the nuggets at 90 degrees, 
well, then they're closing the restaurant down because they're going to cause a foodborne illness throughout a whole entire community. Mm-hmm. So that's why, I mean, again, I got no problems with that stuff being served hot. There's it, a reason these HACCP, insist, these HACCP systems are in place in it, restaurants. It's supposed to be. And, and the whole suing everybody for, you gave me this nugget and it was lava hot. Now, if they gave her the nuggets and they were 250 fucking degrees, okay. Yeah. But if they gave you the nuggets and they were 145, 150, you handed it to your kid. Safe food handling temperature. Yeah. And then your kid starts screaming. You continue to drive. And then your kid keeps screaming again. And then you finally go, oh, something's going on. Let me stop. And call the attorney. And figure out what's going on. Okay. Now it's like you heard your kid scream and you just didn't do anything the first time. It took your kid screaming the second time. Okay. So, because I mean, I... Not and it does suck article. that a four-year-old girl got hurt. I mean, I don't it, think anybody's disputing that. It does. A little cutie patootie. Like I said, you know, I'm, it's, it's the parents have to take some responsibility for that. Ooh. You know, they and and that's the thing with a a culture that's quick to sue. It's like, oh, well, you should have done this. Nobody's taking responsibility. We're putting all the responsibility on manufacturers, on restaurants, on servers, on this anywhere but us. We're not owning any anything anymore it's never our fault it's somebody else's and i'm gonna sue you and that's that's a problem in my mind well the parents responsibility is to create a reasonably safe environment for the kid which handing the kid a happy meal there there's no it's a happy meal (laughs) where's where's the expectation of danger hot food it's not that it shouldn't be that hot it's a happy meal it has to be served at a temperature where foodborne illnesses right can't happen, which it, is at least that 140. Are state guidelines. Is a is a is a 140 degrees hot enough to burn? Give somebody a second degree burn. If you have to serve under, pork at 140 degrees, if serve right. everything should be at a. I mean, you cook chicken up to 165 degrees because that'll kill any of the like bacteria. But if you cook right. it and then you hold it. You can cook it to 165 degrees to make sure that it's, you know, it kills any kind of bacteria mm-hmm. and things like that. But it's got to be held at 140 degrees for a certain amount of times. If it goes below that figure, then it's unsafe for the public consumption according to health departments and state guidelines. But the nugget that They don't did say the, because it's a kid and it's got to be served cooler. It doesn't... Yeah. Kids can get sick. Exactly. And the nugget that, was, that did the burning was trapped between the girl's leg and the seat belt. Yeah, so, so it was like pressed in there and held there for like almost two minutes, I believe it was. So the mom's got to operate a motor vehicle. She's already on the road. She's got to be able to pull over reasonably. The daughter screamed before they even left the parking lot. Which goes into the you shouldn't be eating while you're driving in a 2,000-pound bullet anyway. And then the mom took off and hit the road and then heard the daughter scream again and then finally decided, shit, maybe I should check into this. I know if my kids scream, my wife or I are both. One of us is... Maybe this particular kid screams all the time and for no reason. Oh, my God. could happen. The bottom line is the food is supposed to be served at a certain temperature because of guidelines. And... You gave food to a kid in the backseat of the vehicle where you can't reasonably supervise a lava hot nugget. I'll tell you where they don't have problems when it comes to food. Israel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no fucking fruit roll up for you, huh? <laughs> Americans got caught smuggling 650 pounds of fruit roll ups into Israel. So that's Isn't just, that an awful lot of fruit roll-ups? That's a fucking that shit is, ton. I mean, look at these little entrepreneurs. Two sets of American couples 
were caught trying to smuggle hundreds of pounds of fruit roll-ups into Israel after a viral TikTok craze led to a shortage of the sweet treats in the country. So on TikTok, all it takes is one viral video trying to make a product sell out in, at an exponential rate. And while this is good news for many retailers looking to make some splash, you can have an adverse effect on companies in smaller markets that quickly run out of items without being able to restock it immediately. I don't know what the viral is. Did you guys see what this is? Sweet and say went viral after users started a trend of taking a scoop of mango sorbet or other ice cream and placing it inside the roll-up. Oh, and it became crunchy. Uh Uh-oh, I think we have a visitor. Who's upstairs? I don't know. There's definitely a human walking around upstairs, not a dog. I should go check that out. Probably. Anyways, American couples were caught trying to smuggle in 375 pounds, and uh, I'm sure they're going to be getting busted. I'm assuming it would have been Matt. Anyway, what's happening in Canada this week? Cue the music. Canada Watch. (laughs) Your listening pleasure is Canada Watch. Smell like pine trees in moose piss. (laughs) Canada Watch. Your furry hat matches your furry underpants. <laughs> <laughs> it's a design flaw, or you need a trim. Canada Watch. <laughs> Do you smell like beaver dams and old toes? Canada Watch. <laughs> your uncle looks suspiciously like an elk. Canada Watch. <laughs> sure does get lonely up there in the Yukon. Canada Watch. <laughs> We have the polar bears and the milk in the bag, y'all. Canada Watch. Hey, Gord. (laughs) We still like you, though. Canada Watch. Uh, Last week, you guys talked about Canada's Wonderland had a bunch of fights their opening weekend or something. Well, now there's, there's more happening there. Passengers on one of Canada's Wonderland's roller coasters were stuck on board for about 45 minutes. Thrill seekers aboard Flight Deck, formerly known as Top Gun, is an inverted looping coaster that simulates F-14 fighter jet movements. Uh, They were stuck at the coaster's lift hill. Uh, No injuries were reported, and the ride is back up and running normally. In a TikTok video shared the day after the incident, riders on board flight deck can be seen stuck at the top, legs dangling and waving to the onlookers down below. The train can be seen inching further up the lift hill before proceeding as normal. There's a number of reasons rides can come to a halt at Canada's Wonderland, and the amusement park boils broils it down to safety. They, they say broils it down instead of boils it down? Is that a Canadian thing or a It must typo? be, because I don't know you broiled water down. <laughs> Uh, control system senses an unexpected condition, bad weather. Canadians do put R's in weird places too, though, like use, because it's century and metry rather than center and meter. Okay. So they just put R's in odd places too, so. <laughs> they just do their own goddamn thing, don't yes. they? Yes. I before E and R anywhere. <laughs> in other news, the Toronto mayoral race is ramping up. More than 100 candidates, including a former police chief, a comedian, and a dog, are all vying for the chance to be mayor of Canada's largest city. 102 prospective mayors formally registered before Friday's deadline as candidates in the mayoral by-election at the end of June. Uh, The current three-term mayor, John Tory, abruptly resigned in February after admitting to an extramarital affair. The deputy mayor, Jennifer McKelvey, has served as interim mayor since, 
and is not running as candidate. The woman, Olivia Chow, who placed third in the 2014 mayoral election that Tory won, is seen as the current frontrunner, ahead of provincial lawmaker Mitzi Hunter and several others, including uh, police chief Mark Saunders. Ontario's premier, Doug Ford, who previously he wouldn't weigh in on the election, has tacitly endorsed Saunders. Leading candidates are campaigning on fixing Toronto's transit system, addressing a cost-of-living crisis in the city, and overhauling controversial infrastructure like the Gardner Expressway. But the record number of entrants has also lured in a cast of long-shot ovals. One of the last candidates to register was Molly, a seven-year-old Russian rescue dog. The owner, Toby Heaps, who arrived at City Hall on rollerblades, said he was a stand-in for the dog. He also told reporters Molly's biggest concerns were the city's use of winter road salt, which hurt her paws. Uh, He also said a victory for Molly would lead to more civilized discourse during council meetings. You've probably noticed when you have an animal in the room, people are more human. (laughs) Another candidate, grade 12 student, Mayor Strauss, promised on his campaign website that he definitely he is definitely a real man and not three raccoons in a trench coat. Uh, he says his focus will be on weed smell, roundabouts, organ shortages, Canada geese, God, labor, street preachers, hipsters, and uncomfortable benches. Adding that he is the youngest candidate, so he won't die in office. He also says he's not married, and so he can't have any affairs. Uh, early voting begins June 8th. He can still have affairs. He can fuck a married dude's wife. Yeah, or a married dude. (laughs) Or a married dude, yeah. And finally, once again, a Quebec dog park has put up a no barking sign. Fucking hate Quebec. (laughs) Good fish in Quebec. (laughs) Not good dog owners in Quebec. Some Montreal dog owners were stunned this week to learn the dog park they've been taking their furry friends to is suddenly outlawed barking. Violators could be fined between $500 and $2,000. According to the sign on the gate to the park at the corner of Jean Talon Street and Proventure Boulevard in Montreal's St. Bernard, oh, I'm sorry, St. Leonard Borough. She changed the name of that to pretentious. (laughs) Like Tops. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? You have way too much care about all the different types of tops. Oh, I was at the tops and rights corners this week, and I thought that was just fantastic. It is. It's a nice little place. That was a great look. The one at rights corners? Yeah. yeah. Fucking hate it. <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> Fucking hate it. And even the one you call bad tops, I was in there, and I didn't think that was bad. I like that one too. That one's actually not bad. Yeah, I think I'm. They're I don't just know. an aroma. I don't know. There. I liked them all. I'm sorry. Let's go on with Quebec. Anyway, that's what's happening in Canada this week. What is your website for us this week? You know, I didn't pick one yet. Let me check. <laughs> We're shooting off the cuff oh. right now. I have yeah. a good one in case you want to watch some sports. It's sports. Like a, it's like our it's website zero, zero we have after for one the other one between Can Dallas and Seattle. <laughs> oh, the first half is already done. Yeah, well, the first period. For our first period. Yeah. I, I do appreciate that you came up with the website of the week, and also that it was a terribly shitty one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they can't all be winners, guys. Okay, so this week's website... Oh, this is a good one. This week's website is wimp.com. Wimp. Is it mobile-friendly? As far as you know. (laughs) So this one is a little bit Web 1.0. Like, we're in Web 
2.0 right now. There's Web 3.0 is right on the verge. Like all the meta shit. It's all the dark web stuff that no, Alan goes no, to. No, no, that's different. No, the, the, the meta is going to be the, the Web 3.0 if that comes to flu- fruition. But this is Web 1.0. Wimp.com is links to online videos that people have posted that have been truncated and, and put on. That's not the right word. What's the word I'm looking for, Al? I have been truncated, filtered, created, edited. Oh, these were these were submitted by people who use this website, from what I understand. But how do I get into them? You, you click, click on, on the link. I'm clicking it. That's the oh, dad calls toddler's boyfriend. Calls calls is calls is dad calls is toddler's boyfriend. I think that's what it is. English. <laughs> no apostrophe needed there. I don't understand. You don't know why. that. Maybe that's the whole. Flight of the Bumber Bumblebee, written for two bases. That is going to be awesome. Do they mean the fish? Oh. Flight of the Bumblebee is one of the most amazing songs in my mind. It's just mind-blowingly difficult, and everybody does it. Scottish people can't say purple burglar alarm. That is That's beautiful. one of them on here. <laughs> that one's on May 13th. Scottish people can't say purple? Purple burglar alarm. Why not? I don't know. I'm waiting for the Scottish to break out. Put it up next to the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you got uh, time to kill, I think that's a great website. Check it out. Wimp.com. And this week for shenanigans has been Ellen with a Y. Have a great week, everybody. Vinny. Bye, y'all. Rich. See ya. Walden. I'm Craig. Thanks for listening. Special shout out to our number one fan, too. Our number one fan is here, yeah. Hi, number one fan. She just waves. Have a good one. Listen to us again next week. 